Hi guys, welcome, and this is our episode five, the episode before our live draft in Winnicani, Wisconsin. We're all very excited, and we have two guests again. Get ready. This is Twat Talks. All right, we are in. Uh, this is our last episode before our live draft in Winnicani. Uh, we are going to cover rookies. I figured what better way to bring bros in. Uh, we have Grid. Do I have you, Grid? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me. No problem. This is another uh, – uh, we also have one more guest, another special guest. Do I have the other little bro? Scott, are you there? Scott. Pledge. Okay, maybe he didn't get my my message earlier. Um, that's all right. That's all right. We'll go without him. Yeah. Well, he's fine. He's fine. Probably be a better episode of him anyway. Yeah, he doesn't really know much. So. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, Grid, welcome to the show, Twat Talk. Uh, have you been listening? Yeah, every episode. It's been uh, it's been good so far. I think it's been pretty shitty, but I think it could get better. Actually, I like the last episode. It was, uh, it was pretty solid. Pretty, I, think, uh, I think the other two kind of, well, bro kind of, his brain wandered off a little bit, but uh, it seemed like Knobs uh, was quite prepared. Knobs was very prepared, and he obviously knows a lot about football. So, And that's the gambler in him, so he, he had a lot to say. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, not taking away anything from bro, because he obviously knows his stuff, but... It's my best know, man right there, so just... Yeah, no, no bad talk, I swear. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Nobs did pretty solid, so I have, uh, I've got a lot of shoes to fill for this week. Uh, so, I was, I was just sitting here, again, I'm, I've, I'm still having trouble finding past history on the Yahoo website, but apparently Bill figured that out that one episode, never figured that out myself. But I do see the all-time rankings with first, second, and third place over the past seven years. And here's what the trend is. I'm, t- I'm getting rid of a 2011, 2012, because that's crap, even though I did win. I-, I won in 2012. But in 2013, you were the winner, and Bill got second. Okay. Yep. I remember that quite well. Yeah. In 2014, it goes Bill is the Bill. winner. Okay. That- who, who got second there? This is really gross. Apparently, it was Scott. Ugh. I didn't even know he's ever made the playoffs. Yeah, he told me that today, that he did. And I was like, uh, I don't remember it, but I'll take your word for it. And it says I finished 10th place. So, I'm guessing that's why I don't remember it. I was probably zoned out at that point. Yeah, probably halfway through the season, you knew. Yeah. So, all right. But it goes, it goes you, Bill, and then Sean, and then it goes you and Bill again. So does that, yeah. So does that mean Sean is, if the trend is, is continuing, Sean would be our champ this year. Well, let's, uh, let's change that trend. I, I'm sure everybody but Sean wants that to be the same. So. And for the, for like second and third place, it's kind of a random, you know, we got a, uh, last year, Glue and I was third place. The year before, uh, it was actually Knobs and then Blood, and then I got fourth place. Uh, Kudron made Kudron made the championship one year. Really? 
yeah, apparently. And then Bro got third. So, I mean, second in, and Kudron got third in 2014, too. So, I thought he was a lot worse than the results are showing. Yeah, you know, some – maybe it's just hit or miss, or I can't remember those those years. But – I don't know. I think we need some. Uh, I think we need some more competi- competition from the other guys here this year. But I'd well, I think so. yeah, having the no no divisions is certainly going to help. I That's, think because yeah, yes, divisions, and then you got like last year. I I slipped into the playoffs, and my team was crap. Yeah, I think uh, I think previous years. I know that Sean and Bill have been in the same league. I our division for the past. I don't know how long, but they usually like one or two of them would usually sneak into the playoffs, if not both. And then there's always that third person that always does pretty well against everybody else, but having to play them never makes the playoffs. And I think that this, this will change things up and I think it'll be a little bit more, more competitive. So it'll be nice. So the draft is Saturday morning. How do you feel about having the live draft in Winnicon here? Are you pro or uh, are you a con? Um, I'm a both. I, I don't care for the Sunday morning. Cause you know, I'm all pro getting on the boat. I just don't know how long it's going to take. If it doesn't take that long, sure. I'm all for it. Um, I like the fact that we're going to do it in the morning if we are going to do it there. Cause God knows no one's going to be sober to pick their teams, but my, that may be fun. I don't know, but I think, um, it has its pros and cons. I'm a little more towards the con of it, uh, but you know what? It's it's a league wide thing, so I'm gonna do it. I mean, would you would you have rather have just done an online draft tomorrow at home? No. Okay, because I mean, the whole idea was we're just trying to get because of the wedding season in June. We got to do this. July is obviously busy for everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're, there's not going to be a weekend. It's understandable. it's understandable. It's understandable. I see I see both sides and I understand that it's I mean, we like to do it with everyone. And I know that there's always gonna be some people that can't always do it the, uh together, but um if this is the best way we can do it along with, you know, Winnicani, then you know, let's do it. Obviously next year we'll go back to the Kudrons and you know, pool yeah. party at the neighbors. Yeah, the green pool. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Um, I do have a question, though, however, on this. So, worst comes to worst, let's say Annie is having the baby in labor at 5 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And, you know, the baby comes, like, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. What happens? Well, then I think we put it to a vote. We're all the consensus, uh, you know, is there is going to be present in Winnicani, so we can choose to go on the boat. You know, we yeah. can put this to a vote, go on the boat, come back, and then do the draft just at the house. Okay, because there's no way we're going to be able to get into to the bar at with you know 12, right. 12 yeah. guys at three in the afternoon or four in the afternoon if Bill's going to be available that day. That's the thing is I don't even think he'll be available that day at all. Then it really comes down to Bill. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know. obviously, there's no way that we're going to be doing this 
without him. He, there's no, I, I'm, I mean, I'll like, I, I won't let it happen regardless. You know, he's my bro. So, um, yeah, we gotta, we gotta make sure that he's at, at, available to draft whenever we do draft. So. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just a conversation I'll have to have with Bill. I Let's just hope that it doesn't come to that. I mean, my parents went up tonight, so, and Annie was, you know, having her thing. So we'll, we'll see if, if uh, she gets to the hospital tonight or tomorrow. We'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, according when I had exchanged a few texts with Bill over the weekend, and he said it seemed like it was happening, and then it kind of backed off. So Yeah, it backed off for sure. Uh, so we're all fingers crossed this thing happens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or it, if it doesn't happen, then wait till after the weekend. Yeah. That would be wonderful too. Is there a day where it needs, is there a cutoff day? Yeah. It's two weeks from last Saturday would be okay. the cutoff. So we're good. Okay. All right. So yeah. Fingers crossed on that. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, yeah, we're all good. So let's say we are having the, the draft on schedule at the lovely establishment, the Wolf Isle. Uh, pizza around Bloody Marys are flowing. If is there any Chicago Bears that you are are willing to draft to take that? Uh, wait, I get because we do do the opposite, right? For you, uh, no, we really should. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's Kudron's doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still get to give out shots for Chicago, and I have to take shots for Green Bay. Mind you, I don't really draft too many Green Bay Packers, um, but yeah, it's it's still the same as you guys, unfortunately. So, is there any Chicago? My question really is: Are there any Chicago Bears that you're willing to draft on your team this year? This year, um. Yeah, there might be two or three. Um, I mean, I just don't – I'm not really sure about that backfield. I know – I think they're going to be strong um, with Jordan Howard and Tariq coming for the – you know, from the backfield to catch the ball a little bit. I think he'll actually have a good year. It's just – I don't know if I would want one of them uh, on my team. Um, if it can come down to, you know, I thought maybe I needed a second quarterback – and it was like my last round or something like that, and there was no one really on the board, and he was available. Maybe I'd think about Mitch. Um, but I don't know. I like uh, – I, I think we can talk about it a little later, but I've been uh, hearing a little bit on Anthony Miller. You're liking Anthony Miller. You are right there, Tommy. Yeah, I, uh, I unplugged my headphones. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, there we go. We're back. That sounds much better. Okay, so repeat everything you just said. Because <laughs> I got nothing. Everything? All right. Um, so I said, yeah, I might take uh, Mitch if it's later rounds and I need a second quarterback. Um, and I do like this Anthony Miller kid who could be, you know, something for later years to come. Um, from what I've read, mind you, this is all speculation. We don't know until, obviously, the 
the the season, but he, I mean, he's a, he, he seems like he could be, um, you know, like a hybrid. He could stand in the slot. I bet you they might run him in, um, I don't know if they will, but they could run him in the backfield every once in a while or something like that. But it seems like he could be, uh, he could be something later in life or later in the future. Well, I mean, but, I would I wouldn't be surprised if he has three, you know, four good games, maybe. But you just yeah. don't know when that's going to be, and it's going to be. In, you can't even play the matchups, so it's just a you know, it's a risky play. But who knows? Maybe he's going to be fucking number one. But I mean, with Allen Robinson, I don't really know. I, I mean, I'm not. I haven't kept too much track on Bears, so I question you, like. Who really is that guy in Chicago that you might want to draft? Obviously, you're a Bears fan, so who who's really the one guy that you're looking at or one or two guys that you're looking at? Well, from week one when we did this podcast to now, where obviously I always had no preparation and I thought Trey Burton was just a joke, to now I'm juicing over like the entire offense. I'm juicing over the defense. I'm juicing over the entire Bears team. And I just, I, I'm getting really excited, but I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get overly excited and then we're going to be shit. And the first preseason game kind of spoke to that, you know, Trubisky throws the ball twice, you know, and I guess their second preseason game, I'm not kind of in the hall of fame game, but you know, I yeah. like Allen Robinson. I like Taylor Gabriel. I like both running backs. I think, I think uh, Jordan Howard can have a bounce back year. I mean, he, he put up good numbers last year. I think he was number the 15th ranked quarterback or running back in a regular and then ninth in, in PPR. So we're half PPR. So I'm guessing maybe he's like 12th, you know, around yeah. there overall. Like he was drafted way higher last year, but I think they're going to find him more touchdowns in the goal, you know, towards the, uh, the red zone. And I think Tariq will, will be good. And, the only thing about this, is I just don't think Mitch is going to be that great. So it's just it, that's the problem. You think if Mitch isn't going to be good, how are all these other people going to be good? So the Bears are tough to tough to read, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, when it all comes down to it, it's going to land on your quarterback's shoulders. And I mean, he he's got he's got uh, quite quite he he's got weapons around him. So if he can't make it happen, I I don't really know what the Bears are going to do, but. I think they, yeah, I think they've got a strong offense and they can make stuff happen. I'm sure you guys, all of you guys, are happy with uh, Roquan Smith finally signing, um, and uh, you know, quitting or uh, removing that holdout and getting to practice. But I just, I hope he fails. But whatever, it's it's me. Well, sure. I mean, and so uh, moving on to that, to the Packers, then on your side, I mean, how do you feel about? By Jimmy Graham, are you jumping for Jimmy Graham? Do you think he's going to be new, you know, New Orleans Jimmy Graham, or is he going to be the first two years he was in Seattle Jimmy Graham? Well, I'm obviously going to say he's going back to New Orleans, but um, I don't know. I, I've read a lot of things that him and uh, Rogers are seeing eye to eye, um, and they're just tearing up practice lately. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about that. I was excited about the young rookie wide receivers that they had, but apparently Rodgers is just ripping them apart in the press saying that he's not too, he's not too happy with a couple of the young guys. Um, and I guess one of the rookies kind of called him out. So 
I don't really know. It doesn't really matter because not. I don't think too many of them are going to see the playing field much this year. Um, but I'm excited to see what their backfield looks like, and we finally have a healthy front line. So who knows? I know you guys don't really give a shit. Well, I mean, that's all relevant to fantasy football. So you got a healthy front line. Sure. So you got Jamal Williams, you got Ty Montgomery, and you got a suspended Aaron Jones. Yes, and Jamal's going to be the – Jamal's going to be the number one guy, and I think Montgomery is going to be, you know, maybe like a third down back um, slash, you know, out in the flat or something like that. Or he could just go and run in the slots. Well, yeah, I was saying, if, if he's not liking these rookies, maybe they just throw him back in the slot to his original position. Yeah, I mean, they've got, they've got at least, I think they have three, if not four. Yeah, they have four veteran wideouts that will be the top four. So, I mean, the I think there may be one or two that even hit the field this year. So, so you got Devontae Adams, you got uh, Randall Cobb, and who's your other veteran that you're speaking of? Uh, Geronimo Allison. And okay, then, Allison, uh, yeah. He, did, he was pretty good last year, right? Yeah, he didn't do too bad. I mean, he had to make up for Jordy being injured and whatnot. But And then there's some other crap kid that I'm not a really big fan of, Trevor Davis. He does a lot of our kick returns and stuff. So we'll see. Who are the rookies? Can any, Anyone notable that uh, – I would know. Uh, uh, St. Brown, he was on um, Notre Dame last year. Really tall kid. Crap. I haven't heard anything about him. No. Um, There is this kid come – what is this? I think it's uh, Kumbro. He's like fifth in line, and they're they're really hype on him. He's a white kid. Okay, I think I've heard of this Uh, guy. Yeah, he he had a pretty good preseason game. He had like a pretty long touchdown. So, uh, Aaron likes him, so – those are pretty much – oh, and Jamon Moore um, or Jerron Moore will be well, the three that will be battling it out for field time. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. So you got Devontae, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, Trevor Davis, Jamon Moore, Jake Kumaro. See, this is the guy I'm talking about, Jake Kumaro. Is that yeah, who you're talking about? Okay. A, yeah, yeah, I've heard him on a couple podcasts. Uh, they're saying good things about him. All right. Yeah, they'll probably he'll probably make it over Jamon. Is that it, Jamon? Yeah, Jamon. I don't know. Yeah, J A apostrophe M O N. He'll he'll uh, probably end up on Bill's team. He's got a history with, with guys. <laughs> you know him and uh, apostrophe. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So I mean, the backers they they're gonna have a big offense. I mean, the the running backs scare me. I mean, how. All right, I mean, what round? Like, all right, so we got fourteen teams. We're in the fifth round, or you, or in the let's say we're in the fourth round. Are you taking Jamal Williams? <sighs> um, it depends. I mean, he's he's the number one, and if I'm looking for a number one running back, um, and I don't pick two of them in the first out of the first uh, first and third round, I, maybe. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess it's all really – it all depends, situational things. But, I, yeah, I mean, they didn't do too bad in the they, – they had a lot of running or rushing touchdowns. Mind you, they needed to because they had fucking Hunley. Oh, excuse me. Didn't mean to swear. You're a lot – you know, um, swearing is, is actually encouraged. All right, yeah. Um, yeah it's so the, ra- the race ahead. things that we got to watch. Oh yeah, that's that was probably Bill's problem. No, that's um, really more me. Oh, <laughs> you and him. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it it's situational, but he's a number one. Um, they did pretty well um, run, run blocking. It's just they they had trouble with uh, pass blocking last year, mind you. They had a worse quarterback that couldn't get rid of the ball, but. Maybe. I, yeah. We'll go out on a limb and say yes. So according to Fantasy Pros, and this is uh, what we were using last week. It, it, there's a link on your, on your Yahoo. Uh, if you go to the draft and then you click on, uh, what do you, you know, eventually you'll find it. But yeah, yeah, he is the 38th of running back, according to the experts. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they just don't know. So I think people are scared. They're afraid of when Aaron Jones comes back, they're afraid that he's going to take over. However, this same thing happened at the end of the year. Aaron Jones came back, but Jamal uh, Jamal Williams carried the workload. And they're afraid of Montgomery too. But I don't know. I think I think Jamal kind of proved himself last year. So, But at the end of the day, we'll see. I ah. think he's going to get a lot of work. Though. Yeah, I drafted Jamal Williams last year. I was very excited about him. Then I, you know, released him after like three weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, last year he—I I don't think—I think Aaron Jones was a starter at the beginning of the season until he got injured. So, well, I, I don't know. No, Ty Montgomery was the starter going in. Oh yeah, and then he got injured. Then it was, then they, uh, then it was Jamal. I think he fumbled. And then they threw an Aaron. Yes, yeah, yes, was, and then then Aaron got hurt, and then it was only Jamal, but he did really well. Right. And then he kind of yep. kept it. Yep. All right. Okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, I like that. little Packer Bear talk. And we're playing week one, huh? Uh, wait, us or the Packers Bears? Packers Bears. Yeah. Where is it? I don't. I already know where it is. It's done. I'll take any bets if they want it. Wait, wait, where is it? It's in Green Bay. Oh, okay. Sunday Night Football, though. Is it? I believe so. I don't know that. I believe it's Sunday Night Football. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 You're right. All right. So we're we we got to keep the ball rolling here. We're kind of just chatting here. Um. Yeah. We we did just announce final keepers, and it's set in stone. So this is this. It is what it is. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off to your uh, off to you. And uh, okay. we did have we've been talking about keepers pretty much all five weeks of this show. Blood. We'll make it yeah, quick. So blood. He keeps Stephon Diggs in the seventh round. Kind of a shocker to me. I thought he was going to keep Gronk in a late second. Same. But, you know, Diggs has a lot of value, and there's been a lot of hype about him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I mean, he, he could have gone either way. And I don't know. I mean, Gronk could fall even further than the second round. So maybe I, I, I like I'll, I'll just say right now, Gronk is not falling past halfway through the second round. You think so? Not in fourteen. Not in a fourteen-team league. I guess you're right. I guess fourteen. That's yeah. that's the the challenge that you're put in place. You know, Blood could have kept Gronk, and then he could have gotten Diggs with the first pick in the third round, potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, you're right. You have to look at that way. Yeah. You know, but it just depends on if you want those two people on your team again. You know, he just missed the playoffs last year, so it's just a gamble. It's got to change things. Exactly. Up. All right, so you're keeping DeAndre. I think that was a no-brainer. Did you have any other backup plan? Yeah, I was going Keenan, but I don't know. I just, with Deshaun Watson coming back, I'm just going to roll the dice and go with uh, DeAndre. Well, DeAndre would be the 
I would say he wouldn't second or third. He wouldn't have gotten past me, and I'm in the ninth pick. Yeah, he's the second or third best receiver. Yeah. So yeah, so I figured value wise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You're not getting. That. I mean, you got him with the what is that? The 27th pick of the second round. That's huge value. Correct. Yeah. Big Bill taking Todd Gurley in the second. Easy. Yeah, no brainer. Duber taking Adam Thielen in the ninth. Two, two Viking wide receivers. That's interesting. I like it. I, you know, and there's a lot of hype about about Diggs, and they're not saying much about Thielen. But on the rankings, they have Thielen ranked higher than him. And can they both put up 1,200 yards? I, I mean, I think. I don't know. I don't even know who they're going to put one and two, and I guess coverage kind of makes a difference. So we'll see if they both can uh, lead up to, or uh, I guess um, do what they did last year because Thielen did pretty solid. Thielen was awesome last year. Diggs only had yeah. Diggs was hurt. I mean, he missed some time. You know, I think he only put oh, up like was- yeah when he was in, he was good. Right. So you know, I like it. I mean, with Kirk Cousins, but the thing is with with the Vikings, you know, if they take an early lead, they got Dalvin Cook, they have Latavius Murray, they're just going to run the ball and pound it to the end. They got an amazing defense. Yeah, that's the big thing is uh, how much are they going to throw? Especially, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I think they're they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC next year. I I mean, they could be Super Bowl bound. Uh, how much it hurts me to say it, I, I think you might be right. It's going to be tough. I mean, I mean, th- these divisional games, those Packers Vikings games are going to be very important. Yeah. Oh well, don't uh, don't sell your uh, bears out well, with the Packers with the offense that they have, and the Vikings with the complete team that they have. I mean, at least we get to play the Lions twice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We'll give you those two. All right. So Nobbs is keeping Alvin Kamara, which he had a little bit of a tough decision. It was Kamara or uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, all value, uh, Kamara, Kamara, whatever. Uh, I mean, he's he's ranked higher than Hunt. So it, it was also a toss-up for him. But we'll see how he does with uh, – he packed on some more pounds, it seems like, and he's going to be the – the full-time guy for at least the first four weeks. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, you just don't know when Mark Inger comes back to keep him in the same role. I mean, Ingram was awesome last year. Yeah. I mean, he, they, I mean, they both were awesome. The, the, I mean, the saints offense is always just amazing. They, uh, they find a way to spread the ball very well and they use the run. They use play action and they can obviously throw the ball. So, We'll see. All right, Lashoon keeping Deshaun Watson in the last round, which would be the 15th round. It's not the 16th round, which I put on our spreadsheet here. Okay. I guess I, I think we all knew that was going to come. No come. N- n- yeah, you're right. No come. Big quarterback guy. <laughs> he does love quarterbacks. Uh, Lou Glue kind of throwing a little uh, uh, curveball. Yeah. And I'm loving it because the people on the front line of the first round, we just got an extra player not being kept. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of opens things up for us. But Luke keeping Devontae Adams in the fifth round as opposed to keeping 
my prediction, Leonard Fournette in the second. Hey, man, the last two years, I think – I think the last two or three years, he's led the league in touchdowns and uh, uh, for wide receivers. So, I mean, I, I like the play. Um, I, again, it was probably a toss-up as well. I, I think Fournette's going to be good, but you know Devontae's going to get his, and he's looking like a pretty strong wide receiver. So, I like the value. I love the value, man. I think it's, it's you know, at that point, he's got the seventh pick. Luke can still draft Fournette in the first round. Yeah. And then he's got the value of Devontae Adams in the fifth. Uh, and I'd, he would have had four net. You know, it's just, it's just the way of looking at it. I think, I think he made the right choice. Yes, I do too. And then we got Bro taking Dalvin Cook in the fifth. I think it was him or he was keeping um, Antonio Brown Maybe. in the first. Uh, smart choice, on my, in my opinion, again. What, what do you think about Dalvin Cook this year? Yeah, I think it, unfortunately, again, it hurts me to say, I think, I think he's going to do well. Um, I don't know. I don't know the goal line situation with Latavius and him, but um, yeah, I think he's going to have more of the workload. And again, like you were saying, if the Vikings can get up quick, they're just going to pound the ball. Okay. I'm keeping Michael Thomas. I literally had no other keeper. So, and I traded for Michael Thomas specifically to keep him. Uh, smart and I you know I ended up making the playoffs but at the time I didn't think I was going to make the playoffs so there we are Michael Thomas there there you go Aaron with the 10th pick has no player so he can't keep anybody Kudron his team was god awful and we he had no one yeah we predicted correct because he took there's a little bit of value keeping Marvin Jones but it's Marvin Jones yeah who who knows if he'll even make the starting lineup so (sighs) He's their number one. I mean, and our, Golden Tate isn't okay. I mean, Golden Tate's in the slot, so yeah, Golden Tate gets the most catches. Yeah, but Marvin Jones is lined up as you know whatever the X receiver, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Scott Fair Scott enough. keeping Derrick Henry in the eighth. I don't. I, yeah, I I still don't know about it, um, especially with them picking up Deion Lewis. I I think he. I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sold on Derrick Henry. So I love Derrick Henry. I'd be juicing over Derrick Henry. I would take Derrick Henry potentially easily if he landed to me in the third round. I don't, okay, I, I, I don't know if he'd fall to me there and where I, where I draft, it's too early in the second to take him. But he's going to get goal line work. The guy's going to put up 10 touchdowns at least. Okay. We'll see. All right, Crema is taking Cam Newton in the seventh. Another shocker. Crema kept uh, Melvin Gordon last year in the sixth. So he could have kept him again with a fourth-round pick. Blew my mind. Apparently, Crema didn't realize the rules. And when I told him, I mean, listen, you got to know the rules. I, he was the last one to do it, so I was potentially going to be nice and let him overturn it if he wanted. But through text messages, he just said, I'm fine with Cam Newton in the seventh. Perfect. You know what? Again, it's it's great for all of you guys that are looking you know, later in that first round because he's going to catch the ball and he's going to run the ball. That's for damn sure. 
Cam Newton's an awesome fantasy quarterback in our format. We only do four four passing point or uh, points for passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. I, I think he he was up there in his team. I think him and Jonathan Stewart had the most rushing touchdowns for that team, like six each. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to score his, you know, his one yarder go over the center, go over the uh, the guard type play, and he'll get he'll get a couple uh, rushing touchdowns this year. And he'll, you know, how he always is. He's 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 good. Um, you got to give it to him. So. That's, I mean, that's a somewhat of a steal. We'll see how he comes back. I know the last two years haven't all haven't been that great, but we'll see. I think last year he started one. You know, I think he was a good fantasy quarterback, and I bet for our format he was at least top six. Sure, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I didn't keep too much track on it. Did he even start him? Didn't he have another quarterback? Well, that's the thing. I mean, he drafted two quarterbacks within the first six rounds last year. And he didn't start him. I think he had Brady, and then he had uh, that. You're right. You're right. You know. He so did. and he wasn't putting anyone up for trade. He was just holding on to him. I think that's why I didn't really recognize what he did because I didn't. He wasn't up there. So right. So all right, all right. That's that's, that's good. That's that's all our keepers. And then you got Steve at the last pick, and yeah, you know, right. he's got nobody. Um, nope. But, you know, that, those are the keepers, so we got through that. So we're, we're going to be drafting Saturday. And normally – actually, normally we've only done it twice. But I wanted to bring back the top five. And I wanted to do, Ooh, I wanted to do this before the next segment. So we're going to Winnicani. What are your top five favorite things about Winnicani? Okay. Well, now I, this, this kind of puts me through the loop here. Now, we've got top five moments – or we kind of have top five traditions, so uh, you can go either. Well, or, I think you, I think you can mix and match. You know, okay. You know, I think you can easily mix and match. You know, you want to talk about changing, changing letters on the marquee. You know, or if you want to go the tradition of, you know, making sandwiches for the boat. You know, I think yeah. you can do whatever you want. Or actually, both of those okay. that could count as a tradition too. So. Yeah, that that is true. I think that's more of a tr- tradition because I think I do it every year. Um, but I think I'll go top five moments. Um, I guess we'll start off um, for me, anyways. Uh, was probably seeing that dude get a ticket from squealing when we were sitting in the back of the truck cab one night. We were driving. I can't remember the the bartender's name that always gets so drunk and he has like so many DUIs. Well, you can't ask me that. Cause I pretty much have very few memories of Winnicani. Fair enough. Well, anyways, a couple of us were sitting in the back of the cab of the truck and there was another one of his buddies following him. So we wouldn't get a ticket. Cause I think the guy was drunk again. Apparently that kid that was behind us squealed and just squealed his tires and we were just chilling in the back of the truck, and all of a sudden the cop came up, gave us or gave that other kid a ticket. I think he had a CW or CDL or something like that, and I think that got revoked. That was one of them. Um, he had a CDL license. Yeah, and I think it it got uh, taken away from him. So that's what the other guy. You're talking say. about the guy at the fin, right? Big yeah. drunk. He's mm-hmm. always drunk. Yeah, that he kind of cleaned up his act a little um, bit, though, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. 
Uh, I think he got a girlfriend, and he was kind of stopping all that because he was kind of lame. I think last year, mm. I'm not really sure. Um, next would probably be Bill with the fish and Tarzan boy. Really, really, really good moment, and uh, it's great that we have it on video. So, yeah, that makes it the even moment better. can live on. Um, then probably Sasquatch. Oh yeah, which time? <laughs> <laughs> it's gross it's uh, a really really gross just side to side those arms are just hanging to the ground just... so that was just pr- oh my the most disgusting oh god he's just the drunker he gets the lower his arms get to the floor and his knuckles are and the... dragging <laughs> <laughs> and, and the more uh i think the more um snus or whatever the shit he puts in his mouth he the more and more he puts in, and it's just like that lip is just out so far. Oh, yeah. It makes it great, great time. Uh, I think number two is Chill Night. That would be uh, you. Oh, God, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, I'm going to go chill. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that That's uh, good. Just you trying to show, bro, how cool and how much you could drink really backfired. <laughs> It's not even that. I just try and uh, I just don't realize what will like the repercussions of what will happen of when I consume something. It's not even just in Winnicani. It's my everyday life. Oh, fair, fair enough. What were you drinking? It was you guys, you and Blood, I think, were taking down that bottle of Jack so quick. Yeah, we were playing um, Connections. Connections, yeah. And I was just playing with Jack and Ginger, and it's just. It's not a. It's not a good thing. You shouldn't play with that. Shouldn't even be allowed. No, I mean, hey, you know what? It's Winnicani. Nothing's really allowed. We just do it. Yes, yes. The only thing I regret about that is throwing up in Wes's cowboy hat. That was what I was just about to say. I think that might have hit the. I'm just gonna go chill, and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes the cowboy hat and some. Bottles. It was. It was nice. It was a good hat. Um, but number one, I think this is unanimous Blake, you know, uh, I just hope it doesn't get old. I, I don't think it can. I, uh, recently posted on, um, the Wolf Isle Facebook page, the video <laughs> of him coming through the barn doors. Yeah. Oh my God. Probably one of the, the most, uh, that was probably the hardest I've, I've laughed in a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like it's just going to continue. Like, when we continue actually doing the execution of Blake, I think that will get old. But I think Blake at the bar, that, w- that yeah. will never get old. I, I, think the, I think the other people seeing him and asking about it will be the funny it's, part. It's almost like, um, because one of my favorite things is when Aaron and Brain are there and they can knock out, uh, at what? The you know rhinestone the, yes 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 you know the three the, a couple of amigos um, yes enjoy that and I just die laughing every time I see that and I love seeing their interaction at the bar together so I think the character and I think we need more characters I think we we can all play a role in this uh, yeah just have alter egos for one yeah night. I think it's a great idea and it's I mean it really works. I, they they do I think to be honest I think Brain is probably one of the funniest guys without trying to be sometimes but he he can really 
play a part in like anything and he can he'll just do it that's the funny he, thing yeah he doesn't he doesn't give a shit he just so. goes with the flow which is it it's so not really his his normal personality yeah. you know it's like when he's drinking he just doesn't care you know he just does whatever he, he'll do anything you ask Hey. <laughs> Not to say that he won't do that sober, but that that, that was definitely one of my uh, Winnicani traditions. Unfortunately, we are not going to be able to see that either. The 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 two amigos. Yeah, yeah, it's a little sad, but Aaron's a little bitch, and he's got to work. School man. I mean, he could just come up for Friday and Saturday and go home Saturday night after the draft. That's true. He could, but that's you know that's just me saying that. Am I calling him out? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll I'll leave that to you. <laughs> yeah, could he come up Thursday with the rest of us? Sure. When are you going Thursday? By the way, um, Dave, uh, well, Howie, Scott, and I are leaving from the house around four four fifteen. Um, okay, so you're gonna be, be so you're gonna be some late guys. Yeah, we'll be. Who? What time are you going? Uh. I am going at 11 a.m. Holy shnikes. Me, Sean Blood. And actually, Kudron just asked me earlier to go tomorrow. No way, for real? Yeah, tomorrow night. And I'm like, well, I'm actually working a double tomorrow. I'm working 5.30 to 8 p.m. And, I, you know, I'm going to get – if I did that, I'd have to go home. I have, I'm doing this today, so I'm not going to go pa- – you know, my packing is last minute anyway, but – that's not good. No, that sounds that sounds like a terrible Wednesday. Yeah, I'd get there and I'd have like four drinks and I'd pass out. Like, what's the point? Yeah, I would do. I think it's. I think it'd be more fun for you to drive up with other guys and have some energy. So, yeah, just my thought. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there, and uh, we're going to Wolf Isle for lunch. And I don't know if you follow them on Facebook, but it looks like they're putting they're putting up some good food. Well, I, I don't. I follow the Finn, and uh, by the way, they uh, they have an acoustic band playing on Saturday night. I don't know if you guys saw. I did not. I mean, what's the what's the genre? Couldn't tell you. I just saw an acoustic band playing on uh, Saturday night. That's I all I got. Love a good acoustic. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good. All righty. Well, my favorite, uh, my top five favorite moments of Winnicani are probably a lot different than yours, but I really, really enjoyed yours. But we got to get on to the next segment. <laughs> Fair enough. We're, Let's do we're it. 42 minutes in, and this is the main segment. Oh, yeah. Plenty of time. All right. So one of the things going over the past five weeks, which I'm loving this fantasy podcast because I'm really doing a lot of research. Um, and now, now I feel like I'm, like, super ready for the draft because I've been, doing, I've been hosting this podcast. So yeah, you, know who, you know who else is ready? Scott, you ready? Scott, are you there? God, he's such a bitch. Uh, yeah, that you know, last time I asked him on this goddamn podcast, yeah, I tell you, you know, that's it. He, he's zero for one, and you only get one shot to come on Twat Talk. Oh well. <laughs> All right. So, but the one thing that I was having trouble, and I maybe it's because I was super busy uh, this year in general, but I I don't know any of the rookies. Um. So, to be honest with you, I think that a. I think last year was just a huge rookie year, uh, especially in the running back game. Um, 
but uh, there's you know a couple of guys that could uh, really show up. I don't I don't think a lot of these guys were big. I mean, they might have been. They weren't like big name outside of like Saquon and Geis or however you say his name. They weren't like really big guys in college. I mean, I guess Ridley, a couple of them, you know. Right, but, right. But, um, yeah, they they uh, haven't really done too much. Um, I guess to spotlight a lot of the lower tiered, I guess not really lower tiered, but lower uh, um, position or um, players. So this this has really helped me learn a couple a couple of things, and I've studied quite a bit on these rookies as much as I can for the first week. So we'll see we'll see if I can help at least. All right. So all right. So what I did was um, I pulled the top twenty five rookies. According to Dynasty Rookie Rankings, because this is the only list I could find, and it was on Fantasy Pros, so they do have a little segment where you can just break it down. I, I know I could find a different list that was like, you know, like a, uh, just specific rookies, but this was projected rankings, and this is Dynasty, so it's, it's the, their career, so it's who's going to be best in their career. So don't look at it as this year's order. It's not necessarily this yeah. year's order. But they think it's this year's. Um, this is the, their career path. So I gave you twenty-five names. Now, a keynote you men- mentioned Darius Juice. I call him Juice, but it is Darius Geis. Uh, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Scott out for the year. Don't draft him. Now you can draft him as a keeper, Scott. So I'm thinking around seven or eight. <laughs> So the list, and I'm going to give you. Uh, let's go in. Uh, let's go through a, a groups of five. So we'll have five groupings. How about that? Okay, let's do it. All right. So and this again is the dynasty ranking. So doesn't mean it's the order of their ADP. Yeah. All right. So number one, Saquon Barkley. Number two, with he's with the Giants. Number two is Rashad Penny with Seattle. Number three is a receiver DJ Moore with Carolina. Number four is a running back with New England, Sony Michelle. And number five is running back Nick Chubb with Cleveland Browns. Uh, Saquon, yeah, he's number one for sure, regardless of dynasty or not. Um, he, uh, to be honest with you, I could see him being drafted like three through seven anywhere, or even two for that matter. Because if people are really high on him, then go for it. I it's up to you. I mean, uh, if you want to do that, I think with what he did not mind you again, this is preseason, but what he did, what he had like three carries or four carries for like 43 yards. Oh, his first carry um, was a 39 yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like him. I think he's an athletic beast. The only thing that I scares me is apparently he's, um, tweaked his hamstring already in the preseason. So, and he was held out of practice to, uh, yesterday. Um, but I guess maybe keep an eye on that, but I like, I like the kid. So, yeah, I mean, I, i love Saquon. I just dream that he actually falls to me at the ninth, but I, I after talking to some people over the weekend, there's no chance he's falling. No, he's not going to be no. in the ninth. He's not going to the eighth. He's not going to the seventh. I mean, this guy's top five in our league with the keepers that we have. I mean, people, yep. people, especially with last year with the rookie uh, performances, people think it's going to happen again. 
So they're jumping at Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and yeah, if this were a dynasty league, he'd probably be. I mean, he'd be yeah top three for sure. Now, are are you familiar with the dynasty? Uh, yes, you're familiar with the dynasty league. Okay. Yeah, depending on how many people. I mean, what I've heard is you keep three players and you can keep them as long as you want, and you don't. It's not where you draft them; you just keep them. Now, the three players is the variable there. It could be any yeah. number of players. I mean, some people will have teams. They'll have just large roster te- uh, roster people or roster uh, just large rosters in general. So you could. I mean, I've heard of leagues where you can have 18 to 21 players on your roster and you get to hold 13, 14 players. Oh, wow. And I haven't heard that. And, and you can have, and then you have two different drafts in the offseason. You have a rookie draft every single year, and then you have the rest, which is just like crap. That. And it's really, really cool. And trading is extremely important in these yeah. kind of leagues. I mean, the trades, I mean, you can trade your, you know, your first and your third round pick for, you know, a certain amount of players or whatever, however it looks. And, and you can put a cap on how, how long you're allowed to keep a player. You can do that. Okay. So, I mean, it's just every league is individually uh, unique. And I, would, I, I don't know if we have a commissioner lined up to manage that. Certainly not right. me. Definitely not me. It would be a huge responsibility because there's a lot of, you know, unique rules that's got. I mean, probably Lou Glue might be the best choice. Guy's got a lot of free time. It doesn't work, apparently. <laughs> he only works one day a week. Well, he takes the train to Chicago one day a week. The rest four days a week, he's sitting on his couch, literally wakes up at 9.05, turns on his computer from his bed, takes a shit and then he finally brings his computer downstairs to the couch in his pajamas, usually sweatpants. And he, I mean, the guy works, but he's mostly watching TV. What a dream job. Hey, glue. What do you do? <laughs> Hook a brother. Yeah. Up. I mean, Hey, I actually, you could probably transfer over there. He's in Motorola, but I mean, your background, probably a good fit. Sure. Yeah. So, all right, how about Rashad Penny with Seattle? Does he excite you at all? They they got him as the second best running back in the dynasty dra- uh, rankings. Um, no, uh, not really. I mean, Seattle is pro- was probably one of the worst rushing teams outside of their run of their quarterback. Mind you, they couldn't keep healthy at all. Um, yeah, I'm not really too high on him, and I don't think he did too well in the preseason game as well. Um, but you know, he is, I think apparently he's, you know, one or two, so he's going to get some, some carries this year. It's just, uh, for our league, I don't know if he's the number two guy. Um, I, I'm not, a, I'm not high on him. Let's just say that. You're not high on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I know in, in the preseason game, they started off with uh, Chris Carson as, right. as their starting running back that day. And, and he's, I think he's listed on a depth chart. I'm pulling out of right now, but he's listed as the number two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is correct. They also have Mike Davis and J.D. McKissick. And then C.J. Procise, I'm sure he's hurt again. But, he is. Okay, so, you know, that's who they got. 
it just depends on Chris Carson. I mean, the guy was hyped up a, a ton last year, and then he got hurt. So, you know, I mean, the potential's there. You just don't know what Seattle's going to do. Yeah, no one knows, especially – I mean, who's their – Who's their wide out outside of Doug Baldwin, I guess? Well. I mean, Tyler, <laughs> Ty, Ty, Tyler Lockett. I heard Brandon Marshall got injured already. Did he really? Yeah. I could be wrong on okay. that, but I thought I heard he got injured. Yeah. So, I I know – well, they have Jerron Brown, who was on uh, the Cardinals last year, and he had some moments. Yep, you're right. And, and they got Brandon Marshall. They got Doug Baldwin. Uh, their tight end spot's a little – uh, it, Nick Vanette. Oh, yeah. Don't they? Don't they have that old? Uh, what's his name? Um, Ed Dixon. Uh, yes, he is hurt though right now. Oh, okay. He did get hurt, but yeah, they did sign him. He was from what Baltimore and Carolina. Yeah, he, he's had a couple of good years, but. Uh, I, and I'm sure he'll be back for week one. Right now they got him on on uh, not the pup list, but they got him hurt. Yeah, I think it really all depends on that front line too. See, they, I think they pretty much shot the bed last year. But all right, so next after Rashad Penny with Seattle, they got DJ Moore, the receiver with Carolina. Any interest in DJ Moore? He could be the number one in, in Carolina. Yeah, I think he actually. I think by the end of the year. I know that um, uh, what was his what was his uh, name? The uh, Devin Funches. Yes, Funches. He had a what? He had like eight tutties last year. He uh, pretty solid. Um, and I think he had like maybe eight hundred, a little over eight hundred yards. But there's honestly no real threat that he can't be that number number two or turn into that number one guy. So maybe I I think he's got some, he's definitely got a a chance to be that number one guy by the end of the season. So he, uh, it excites me a little bit there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know their offensive line is kind of shitty, Yep. but you know, they did sign Torrey Smith as well, but he's kind of crap, but they got Devin Funches and, and, you know, DJ Moore could be, could step into that number one role. Devin Funches did do good last year, but the hype two years ago when he was a rookie, you know, uh, when uh, Kelvin Benjamin got hurt, that <laughs> Devin Funches just he didn't he didn't perform. I mean, he did all right last year. I don't want to knock the guy, but uh, I like DJ Moore. I mean, round eight. Are you taking DJ Moore? Uh, starting to think about that a little bit more. Round eight. Nowhere. I don't think I could take him any any earlier. All right, Sony Michelle with New England. They got him as the third best running back for dynasties, but he is hurt. And they got a yep. crowded, crowded backfield uh, over in New England. They, I mean, you talk about Sony Michelle, I'll pull up their depth chart. Yeah, no, I know it's uh, Burkhead. Um, I mean, the kid kids obviously got talent. Uh, I just don't think – and I don't trust any rookie running back with New England ever. So, uh, especially or while uh, Belichick's the coach, because they run as a committee regardless how good you are. So, I will never – I think, what, James White, 
uh, Burkhead. They still have Gillisley, don't they? They got my boy Gillisley, my my uh, yeah. my great pick last year. They got Brandon Bolden still, their special teams, you know, specialist, but he's come in in the clutch and, and put up some numbers for them. They signed Jeremy Hill. That's right. He's going to get most of the goal line carries with Gillisley. I don't, I don't think – I honestly I, – I don't see him – I mean, maybe Dynasty later on down the road if he goes somewhere else, but I don't, I don't like – I don't like where he's at with New England. Yeah, I mean, goal line carries in New England, eh, they don't really exist. I mean, you know they're, they're – <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know, they're showing, they're throwing their short yardage throws to, to Gronk, you know, and and got Chris Hogan, Edelman. They signed Cordero Patterson. Uh, they got Kenny Britt. They just signed Eric Decker. You know, they got – Yeah, Kenny Britt is not even going to make that team, I bet. Yeah, yeah. He's another, and if he, but if he does, I think I can see, I can see the future. He's going to be on Big Bill's roster. <laughs> All right, put it down, Nick. I'm right, Nick Chubb with Cleveland. I feel bad for him, to be honest with you, because um, he's got two people that are ahead of him. I think in Duke Johnson and with uh, Carlos Hyde. I mean, everyone's, like, kind of just shut down Carlos Hyde, which I don't really know why. But um, I I think if Nick Chubb went somewhere else, he'd be great. I just don't see him getting a ton. I, but who knows? I mean, that Cleveland offense is just crazy. I, 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 I texted Lou the other day. I want to put money on Cleveland making the playoffs. I mean, they were plus 600. I don't know what they are now. But I feel like they're super deep. And I, I just I would love to see Tyrod play the whole year. But obviously, Baker in the first preseason game showed what he could do. I Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks at all, but that team looks so unorganized. So I watched but, the first episode. Yeah. But is the second episode out? It's starting in like two minutes. Okay, so it's out on Tuesdays then. Yeah. Okay, because I remember I've already I, I started watching the first episode and then I turned it off and then I finished it last night, thinking the second episode was out, and it wasn't. So it's on Tuesday nights. Correct. Yeah. I obviously I had to just Google that. <laughs> You're good. But I didn't. Uh, but I was curious. Uh, yeah, but the I mean, I don't know. I wish he would have went somewhere else because I don't. I like him, but just not where he's at. Okay, all right. So probably not draftable. Yeah, to that extent. Correct, because I don't think the first. I don't think this year or next year, unless something drastic changes, that he's going to really get that. Uh, get the ball. So I don't know if if. Um, Keeper wise, it would be a wise decision, but that's just me. All right, so I'm going to skip one of these players at number six is Darius Geis. We'll skip him. Obviously, he's out with yep. the ACL. But the next pick, the next five, I actually like better than the five we just covered, minus Correct. Saquon so Barkley. So these are the real rookies that I'm interested in. Denver rookie running back Royce Freeman, Tampa Bay rookie running back Ronald Jones. Detroit Lions rookie running back, Carrion Johnson. And then the receiver with Atlanta, Calvin Ridley. 
And then another receiver with Denver, Cortland Sutton. I think the number two running back, the number two and number three running backs, I think are in this in this uh, lineup here. Sure. I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you can go both ways. I think Carrion Johnson's going to – he is the prototypical De- Detroit running back. He can catch the ball outside, uh, out of the backfield, and he can run the ball. I think he's going to be – I think by the end of the year, you can quote me on it, I don't really care. I think he'll be the starter, and he's going to be the workhorse. Um, and then Royce Freeman, I think he's just walking into a great – a great play for him uh, that, I mean, he's going to get a lot of playing time, um, especially with them giving up CJ Anderson. I don't know about who's that. Is their starter Peyton Barber? Is it? I mean, he started the first game, but it's just the preseason. So I wouldn't, wouldn't be jumping. Yeah, I'm not looking at, I didn't even know who started the, that, but I think he has, or no, excuse me. It's not, uh, Barber, yeah, that's Tampa, isn't it? Um, Wait, I th- oh, are we on Ronald? I thought we were on Ronald yeah. Jones for a second. My bad, I switched him up. Uh, I meant Devontae Booker. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, I don't think Devontae Booker is considered the starter out in Denver. No, I think, yeah, I think Freeman's, I think he's, I, yeah, I mean, carry on Royce Freeman and Ronald Jones are all, you know, solid picks that will definitely be drafted this year and, you know, who knows, could be keepers next year. All right, so according to the, the depth chart, it does have Booker as the starter, but, yeah. but then Royce Freeman is backing him up. But I don't see that week one. Yeah, they were saying that, because uh, I was reading some stuff, and they said that Freeman has a very good chance of beating out Booker for the starting job at the first. They say he's got like a strong likelihood that he beats it for a uh, starting job um, the first week. Now, on Johnson, you talked a lot about him. But he's got an extremely crazy crowded backfield. They signed LeGarrette Blunt as their starting running back. You know he's going to get the goal line work. They have Amir Abdullah, who's always had the best upside, but he's always sucked. And he's always injured. Always injured. They had Dwayne. And Theo. Yeah. And then they got Theo Riddick, who is going to what? He's going to catch 80 passes this year with Stafford throwing the ball. Uh, I I mean yeah you you could say that I just I think Carrion is Amir Abdullah his upside um, they're saying that he's going to beat out um, or he's already beat out Amir Abdullah for the job for the next lineup I don't know what I don't remember where I was reading it but he's got what they were saying about Theo Riddick mind you they might not have he might not have the goal line touches and he might not start week one because LeGarrette's probably going to get, you know, the veteran start. But I don't know. I think later on down the road, I, I think he might he might uh, roll into that spot because who knows how long LeGarrette's going to go for the whole season. You know, who, who knows? But I, I'm, I'm high on him. We'll see. I, I'm looking deep in their depth chart, too. They have Dwayne Washington, who I know people put big bucks on him last year in the waiver wire. Oakland? No, he, no, no. That that was uh, that's Dion Washington here thinking of Dwayne. Okay. Dwayne Washington was on the Lions last year, but when Abdullah went down, oh yes, and yes, then yes, Riddick yes. went down, it went to Washington, and he did get touches, and he was awful. 
but not good. That's probably why I was in that. Yes, so. and then Zach Zenner, which I'm pretty sure again, more people have put money down on the waiver wire for because you just had these high, you know, these expectations of these backups coming in and doing well. But with the Lions, running backs are always like that. Yeah, I, I remember Zenner very well because he played pretty solid against the Packers. So, but. Whatever. It happens. All right. So we covered the three running backs in that lineup. Does Cortland Sutton do anything with, for you in Denver as the third, third potentially fourth receiver? Nope. Not a thing. Calvin Ridley does. Though. And then that's why I kind of was saying that. I was moving on and then go to Calvin Ridley, the number two <laughs> receiver over in Atlanta. He was a first-round pick. I mean, Matt Ryan, he could have a bounce-back year. It's his second year with the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I I think yes, because, uh, you know, I was reading that, you know, he needs somebody that he can throw in stride to. I know Julio's that big, you know, possession receiver. He can go up and catch that ball, but he needs that. He, and I think that Calvin Ridley is kind of similar to Taylor Gabriel. However, I think that he could be better. Um, and I think that that's what – uh, Matt Ryan was missing. So I don't know. I, I, I think there is a, a chance that he does really well this year. Um, especially with Matt Ryan. I mean, he's going to find his targets. So you, you obviously think if you're going to draft this kid first round, dra- uh, first round draft pick, you're going to put him in the, put him in the mix to catch some balls all 16 games. So we'll see. I, I, I like him. All right. Okay. And then uh, that wraps up that little tier five. Um, Going on to the next tier, Christian Kirk, Arizona receiver, never even heard of him. Do anything for you? Uh, He's out of Texas A&M. He, not really. He's going to be more of special teams. He's, he's a pretty decent uh, kick returner. I don't know if that we ever went over, if we're going to do that or if that's next year. No, no, that was voted. No. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so no, doesn't. Okay, and I, yeah, that's why I kind of want to just push that guy along. I think maybe he's more of a future prospect than a performer this yes. year, fantasy wise. Okay, Anthony Miller with the Bears. I like him as a later pick. Yeah, we touched him, and I think we're all very familiar with Anthony Miller being in Chicago. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to drop down. I'm going to go through the next five on this list, starting with number 14. Michael Gallup, a receiver with Dallas. James Washington, a receiver with Pittsburgh. Mike Jacecki, the tight end in Miami. Naheem Hines, the running back in Indiana, Indianapolis. And Baker Mayfield, the quarterback in Cleveland. Starting with Michael Gallup, he's potentially a number one receiver out there. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I like I like him actually. Um, he apparently he's battling for the number one over Alan Hearns. Mind you, they don't have anybody, but um, yeah, I mean, I think he was on Baylor last year. I could be wrong. I believe that's correct. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like him. I saw I saw some practice highlights that he was he was going up against Byron Jones and really taking it to him. So. Uh, mind you, that was just one one film. But a lot of people are saying that, yeah, he could be the number one by the middle of the season after they figure out what's really going on there. Yeah, the uh, 
the receiving core is not too pretty out in Dallas, but they do have some notable names. I mean, you got Cole Beasley, who's been fantasy relevant the past couple of years. He's yep. putting up big catches. You know, they got Terrence Williams, who kind of filled in for uh, Des Bryant when he was hurt, and he did all right. Yeah. Alan Hearns, who two, a couple of years ago put up, what, 10 touchdowns? He, he wasn't too bad. Yeah, he, he hasn't been too bad. He's just not a number one receiver. So, and then you also, they signed Tavon Austin. I just don't think he's going to be doing much. But the big name here, the big name, they signed Deontay Thompson, who was released by the Bears last year, then signed by Buffalo, and then had like three amazing games. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant, but just a little player <laughs> nod there to the Bears. They just cut him, and then he does amazing. Couldn't even tell you who that was, but all right. <laughs> so Michael Gallup obviously could, can jump right into this you know, mediocre receiving core. Yeah, he'll, yeah, I, I, yes. He, he, I think he will be, he could be fantasy relevant this year. Okay, so it's round 10. Too early? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's too early. In a 14-team league, you think it's too early? You think, I mean, it could be. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think it might be a little too early because that's, that's a, yeah, I, I don't I think you got to go with more of a, yeah, for a 14 team league, I think it might be just a, um, a round too early. Yeah. Okay. And so like, I know Sean, I know knobs, they're paying big bucks, you know, 20 bucks. They're dropping on these apps where they can, they can put in our keepers and they can do a mock draft with a 14 team yeah. league and they can figure out who's there. And maybe you do that. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not dropping the 20, but you know, so I can get a, a good gauge on where we're going to be in the first four rounds. But from there on, it's a crap. It's, you know, I'm, I'm an, it's, it's the day of, you know, it's just you play who's there. I think it, it's more fun that way. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you got some guys you like. So maybe you do like Michael Gallup. But maybe in the 10th round, you do want to draft him. But I don't even know. He, I don't even know. Like, just in my head, is he an eighth round pick? Because I don't even know who's going to be fucking there. <laughs> to be honest with you, he could be. I don't. I, this fourteen team is really putting me through a loop. I, yeah, I don't know how to gauge it with the with the keepers and with with the fourteen teams. I don't know what to do. I'm a little nervous just because of the fourteen. But every other than that, I, I know I'll draft fine. But it's just, ah, yeah, fourteen really good. Definitely puts me through the loop. All right. So next on the list, James Washington. I don't think it's going to no, do I, much. Yeah, it's with Pittsburgh. They got they're already deep enough. They got Juju. They got Antonio. Uh, right. You know, I, I don't think we need to talk about James Washington. Now, Jacecki, I know that he – I think he might be their number two or three because I think they have Julius Thomas. So. Oh, see, I was told that Jacecki uh, uh, is the starter. Now, I'm going to pull up their depth chart. No, you could be right because I did hear that um, – that, uh, something about that. But I – I maybe read something because I I saw a depth chart today that was Julius Thomas, but you know I might be looking at the wrong depth charts. Okay, look at a couple. Okay, well apparently Mike Jacecki is hurt. Okay, maybe that's why he's not number one. But they do not have Julius Thomas on their roster. They trade him. Mm, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe this isn't up to date. 
All right. Sounds good. Let me uh, let me Google it here real quick. Julius yeah, Thomas, tight end. And he is a free agent. That's probably why. That'll, that'll do it. So, I, but, yeah, I, but I believe Mike Giusecki was drafted and to be the starting tight end. Um, they also have Gavin Escobar on their team, who uh, he kind of had a few touchdowns with Dallas a few years ago, but, you know, whatever. I mean, Mike Giusecki, are you going to take a flyer on him as a starting tight end? Or would you draft a backup tight end in this format with 14 teams only having six backups? No. Yeah. Yeah, I feel That's you. That's a quick no. Yeah, quick no. Okay, Naheem Hines in Indianapolis. I have heard about this kid. I haven't, like, read up too much on him. But I think uh, a couple of people were high on him, mind you. Who knows what Andrew Luck we're going to get this year and what T.Y. is going to do this year and then that that offensive line. So, I don't know. I I, I think, what, Marlon Mack? Is he, he – He's slotted as their starting running back, and I'm sure he will be going. And, and uh, do they have a somebody else that's – I believe they have another veteran out there. That's like not the worst, but Naheem Hines has has a lot of high upside. They, and and I believe the projection is that he will be starting at some point this year. Oh, Robert! So the first week. Oh, okay. See, I got two names here for Indianapolis, but uh, the first preseason oh, game yeah. they did, Robert Turbin, Turbin took yeah. uh, most of the late carries. So it's kind of throwing all these. Uh, ex, you know, these fantasy experts through the like, oh, well, it's Turbin taking these carries, then what's with these rookies? But it's not even just Naheem Hines, they also have Jordan Wilkins, who I hear better upside this year than Naheem Hines. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that too. That's what I heard. Yeah, so I'm looking at this and I kind of want to stay away from all Indianapolis running backs. I always want to because Frank Gore. I had him a couple of times, and God, man, he is a pain in the ass. It's a, uh, you know, and it's what's gross is that Coro, when and at least in his time with Indiana, Indianapolis, somehow he would be a top twelve running back. You know, at the back end, you know, ten to ten yeah. to thirteen, but it was never pretty. I mean, he nope. he'd get you like eight and nine points. But, and, you know, at the end of the year, it adds up to being, you know, top 12 running back. Yeah, because he never had that showy, you know, he was so consistent. At, yeah, like you said, that 8 through 10, but he never had that really big game. But he'd always stay very consistent. So he always had, you know, 150 points a season. So everyone's like, oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I just don't like – I don't like Indianapolis, anything in Indianapolis. That's just me. Maybe outside of Eric Ebron, but other than that, I don't like it. All righty. Okay. And then Baker Mayfield, I mean, I don't no. – yeah, I mean, probably not draft worthy. No. Could be a free agent pickup halfway through the year as a flyer. But at that point, if they're throwing Mayfield in, that's probably because that's they're good. losing. That yeah, that's not good. Unless like Tyrod gets hurt, 
which is a possibility with how he plays. He is he likes to, you know, roll outside of the pocket. But I I just I don't know. I don't I don't really care for him. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right. So next tier, we got to run through these because we're at seventy five minutes here. But Dante Pettis, receiver with the the Niners, nothing. Anything for you? Uh, I think he was pretty solid last year in Washington. He played for uh, University of Washington, but I, I don't know. I don't know much, too much about him. I, to be honest with you, these last few guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Why don't Why don't we just run through the names? And if anyone yeah. anyone jumps out of you as a potential fantasy relevant player this year in in Winnicani Twats, you tell me. But yeah. we're at. Already at number nineteen, and uh, Dante Pettis, the receiver with the Niners. And then it goes to Traquan Smith, receiver with the Saints, quarterback with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, which we know, you know, he could potentially, eventually be the starter in Baltimore. Yep. Uh, back to the Dolphins, we got a running back, Kalen. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to say this. Ballage. Ballage. Ballage? Okay, Ballage. Ballage, I don't know. Okay, and then we got a uh, Josh Rosen over at Arizona, Hayden Hurst, the tight end with Baltimore, and then Jordan Wilkins, the running back with Indy, which we already kind of covered. So the one that shoots out at me is Hayden Hurst, but does anyone else jump out at you? Why? Why do you say Hayden Hurst? Don't they have Max Williams? From what I've been reading, Hayden Hurst is supposed to be the starter. Okay. So I'm going to pull up their depth chart and see where they have him lined up right now. Um, but that's what I've heard according to a couple podcasts. Okay. So do you, th- go ahead. do you think uh, off of one of these guys, do you think Josh Rosen will start a game in the 2018 season? I don't see it happening. Okay. So what, you think Bradford's going to play the whole year? No, but I think if he does get a hurt, it just depends on when the injury happens. Let's say that. Because it's going to happen, right? So if it's if it's week four, I think they just throw out Glennon out there. Because I think, I, so. think I, I don't think they want to pull a Trubisky and just throw Trubisky out there. You know, because look what it did for Trubisky. I don't think it did anything for Trubisky. He didn't, he didn't improve the entire – you know, I mean, there were small improvements, but I wish Trubisky sat up the entire year because it made me just dislike him. Yeah. You know, I mean, so I would want them to sit Rosen the entire year. They got two veteran guys. Granted, Glennon is just the devil, and he just should die. He is awful. He's gross. I like him. You like him? Like his I mean you're kind of like you're a better looking Mike Lennon. Wow. No, I, I was liking him because he was on the Bears and he did fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he he he's got a longer face and well, I guess it's the neck. And his neck is fucking huge. It's it is um dinosaur esque neck. He's got a giraffe neck for sure. So I pulled up the Ravens depth chart here and but yeah, go we'll go on a tangent on that. Go. So apparently Hayden Hurst got hurt in the first preseason game. 
But they, they don't even have Max Williams in, as number one. They got Nick Boyle and then Max Williams. Okay. So I think with that being said, when Hayden Hurst comes back, whatever the injury it is, I'm sure he's slotted as the number one. Yeah, I mean, they a lot of people like him. I was looking at it. A lot of people like him in dynasty rankings. They, they I kind of – I looked outside of yours, but they uh, – in another place I looked, they said that he's going to be – he's good enough to as a blocker, and he's got good burst and skill after the catch and reliable hands. They say he's, like, similar to Hunter Henry. So, who knows? Okay. Be. And, I mean, I think the Ravens' offense could be a little, uh, you know, much better than it was last year. Uh, their offensive they, line's pretty good. They love tight ends in the, end, or in the red, zone, red zone, too. So, that'd be – because, you know – what was it? What was that guy's name? Um, who they? Who did they have last year? Two years ago, uh, would always find the end zone. I think he probably had eight tutty pass or uh, catches. They just he. I think Flacco just really likes his tight ends in the red zone for sure. So uh, are you referring maybe, to Ben Watson? Maybe. Are you talking about Ben Watson? No, 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 no. It's a white guy. Mm. Todd Heap. Yeah. Well. It was after Todd Heap, but yes, we'll go with it, that Baltimore loves their tight ends. They do, but... they do like their tight ends. I'm really interested in knowing who you're talking about. But yes, they do love their tight ends. And, and I mean, they've actually increased pretty much their, I think, all their positions offensively. I mean, they got Alex Collins as their running back. They got Buck Allen as their backup. Uh, their receivers are pretty solid with Crabtree, Sneed, and John Brown. I've heard good things about John Brown. I just read something this morning about John Brown. Uh, they're liking him. I'm pretty sure he has the sickle cell, but they like him. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I just – I think their only question mark is um, – is uh, that running back position. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean – you know, Alex Collins did pretty well last year, but he they only brought him in in what, like week four or something like that. So, right. Wasn't Buck like who was their number one? What was his? Uh, he got injured, right? Yeah, their, their initial starter got hurt. Wasn't it? What's his name? Uh, uh, it was the white kid uh, from. Oh, Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he got, you know, concussed out. And now he's retired. And now he's retired. A lot of grit, though. Oh, my God, dude. He was a grinder. I mean, he was awesome with the Patriots. He was good at the Chargers. And that, that he made some money going to the Ravens, but he didn't do shit. Yeah, you're right. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to find this this wide out. Nope, it wasn't last year, so it must have been two years ago. All right. Well, I mean, I know this list of 25 dynasty-ranked rookies isn't all the rookies you know we're probably going to have some rookies out not on this list that are going to shine this year and there are a lot of notable quarterbacks that aren't on this list I mean you got uh you know the Bills quarterback the Jets quarterback uh who else is that wasn't on this list that was a highly rated quarterback that was drafted high I mean there's a ton of them but I don't think any of them are fantasy relevant nope None. I don't think so. Oh, uh, by the way, it's uh, he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. He just had a lot of yards. Dennis Pitta. Oh, Dennis Pitta. Yes. He had to retire, I believe, as well, right? 
Yeah, he did, I think, after the 2016 season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a receiver. He had a, he had a lot of catches, a lot of yards, but he didn't have any touchdowns. Yeah, I was totally off on that, so hey, don't quote me. But he was solid. I mean, even when he came back, I think well, – didn't he come back last year? Didn't he play last year? Uh, not with – not with Baltimore. He might have played somewhere else. Okay, so maybe it was two years ago that I'm thinking of. But he, he came back halfway through the year. Maybe it was like towards the end of the year. And he was a big free agent signing that helps in playoff teams. I, if I, if I, my awful yeah, memory. You, you could be right. We'll go with you being right. Which my memory is really bad, so it's probably wrong. But either yeah. way, you know, we're at minute 84. This has been the longest episode to date. But I actually think it went really smooth. Yeah, we. Uh, I think you prepped very well uh, for this, and we were, we had some good points, and hopefully gave out some. Unfortunately, uh, gave out some good information for all those, especially Scott, um, to uh, draft on Saturday. Well, I got some words coming for Scott after we get done here. I'm going to shoot him a pretty, pretty mean text. Yeah, he uh, he really, like you said, he really dropped the ball. How dare he! You know what I mean? You you want you do one. I mean, come on. You you rag on him, and then you're like, you know what? I'll give you a chance. Come on the podcast, and look what he does. I was trying to be a nice guy. You know what? I went to uh oh. You know, let's congratulate Nobbers. If anyone is still, yeah. If anyone's still listening to eight minute eighty four forty seven, uh, <laughs> we went. To, I went to the uh, the gender reveal, and little Nobbers having a baby boy. He couldn't be more not, excited. It did not seem like he wanted a girl. <laughs> I I just if I just keep thinking about if it went pink. I want I just wish it was pink cuz I would love to see the reaction. I don't think that bat flip would have happened. I don't think he's flipping the bat. So <laughs> So that's interesting. But congrats Nobs. Congratulations Nobs on your baby boy. Uh, uh, but so afterwards I went to, uh, Mariano's and uh, who else do I see? But Roger Schnorr. Oh yeah. Is there any, like when you're looking at a father son duo, any bigger disappointment than Roger, like do, doing what he did to have Scott, he couldn't, you know. What did he? Where did I he mean, the guy, at? the guy, the guy is an absolute legend wherever he goes. He he holds this great um, aura around him, and like he he's the best host. And then you just you have Scott. So th- let me let me tell you about this this interaction I have with him. So I I am me and Paige just left the party. Right, we're just coming for a couple things because uh, a few things we couldn't get at the Aldi. And uh, so we're heading, heading back to the checkout. We just got a little basket. And Roger, coming out of the bathroom, oh, uh, hey, uh, Tommy and Paige, how are you? You know, comes up, shakes my hand. And he's like, oh, sorry, just, just washed my hands from the restroom, hands soaking wet. It's like he didn't even <laughs> try and dry him. <laughs> you know, but of course, I'm going to shake the guy's hand. The guy's, the guy's yeah. he's a legend. So, he, you know, he goes through my, my basket. He's looking at it. He's telling me that he's there for steaks. And then, you know, he walks away. And I'm just smiling my ear to ear, man. I'm so happy that I ran into Roger. 
The guy runs into like three other people that he knows after he talks to me. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm special because I get to talk to Roger Schnorr, but God damn it, there's three other people behind me he's shaking hands with. The guy is an unofficial <laughs> mayor of Aurora, Illinois. He's such a good guy. I'm like, we're, we're like, then we went to a couple of more aisles and Paige is like, why are you still smiling? I'm like, fucking Raj, man. I'm like, I kind of want to go over to his house for dinner. He's picking up steaks. And you know, he'd, more, he'd be more willing, like, he'd be happy if you came over. You know that it made his, <laughs> his like, month that he played softball with us? I would love to just go over there and I would, you know, at the worst possible time, you know, like he's having the worst day. Somehow he's actually fighting with Karen and you show up at the door and be like, Hey, I figured I just, I was in the neighborhood. I I wanted to come over for dinner. He would never say no. Oh, hey there, uh, Tommy. Oh, I'm sure we can, uh, we can get some leftovers for you. He'd be happier than hell. Like, he'd probably be happier to see you than his own son, probably. <laughs> well, and I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's <laughs> So, all right, Grid, thanks for coming on. I mean, this has been a wonderful episode, and I'm looking forward to the draft on Sunday, but more, more than uh, looking forward to Winnicani on Thursday. Yeah, let's uh, make that Saturday. Yes, I am looking forward to oh, it. Oh, Saturday, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, and thanks for having me on. It was a good, uh, good time. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, man. Have a, a good rest of your week, and I'll see you Thursday. Uh, prep your body, all right? Already am. Already even four down. <laughs> Very good, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another episode of Brain Surgery with our special guest, Brain Esmond. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Tom? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. A few beers deep. I worked the night shift tonight, and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, what are you up to? Close. I am. Uh, I just got done doing some thank you letters. A little behind on those for the wedding. Um, oh, thank God! So you're just starting those? I have like 15 more to go on my side. Um, from like my guest list, Jamie is about. Um, 60 people behind on hers she's mm. a little bit busier than me. uh well she's a lot more busier than you don't she's a little bit more important than i am <laughs> so that uh, beer i'm gonna cruise in the fridge here i'm gonna crack one of those open as well not much in that fridge brian was over there the other day not much Got a lot of two brothers sword would be in heaven here i like he does like a good two brothers I, uh, I have not started my thank you cards. I did print off all my thank you cards. Um, got some nice card stock and uh, a template off Etsy or some shit. But uh, I was really hoping that Paige would do the rest. You know, yeah. I, pr- I printed them off. That's a, you showed a lot of initiative. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yep. So um, we are in episode five of Twat Talk, and uh, our our episode went eighty five minutes long. Yeah, last week's was pretty long. I li- I still haven't gotten through it all, but I've listened to most of it. <laughs> okay, well we just finished. I just finished this one. It's eighty. We're at eighty five minutes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's even longer than last week. 
we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, and it was it was supposed to be an episode with Grid and Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott didn't show. I was, well, we don't want him on there anyways, right? I mean, what is his problem? He doesn't show up to the pod? I don't know. We'll address it this week. I mean, you extend the olive branch and he just spits in your face. I know. I'll never ask him again. He's a, it just uh, boils my blood, Bri. Hey, hey, it's okay. I've seen you mad before. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> there. I don't want to see you mad again. I don't want that again. I think it's the liquor. I don't know what's happening to me. That's the Jack. The Jack got you going. The little taster. Uh, yeah. So what are you up to? What are you doing? Are you just at home? Yeah, Jamie's at work. I'm off. Uh, start my vacay today. So, uh, yeah. So actually, that's what I just want to kind of cover on this podcast. You know, we got seven more minutes. I'm cutting us off at ten. Um, we got Winnicani coming up. Are you going tomorrow? I am. Confirmed. Kudron, confirmed. Kudron's going to pick me up from Lake Forest around seven or so, maybe a little bit after seven. I think. Now, who else was in the Kudron original ride? It was just him and I. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All Are right. you going tomorrow night? No, there's no chance, dude. Why? Because I work 5:30 a.m. until 8 p.m. Oh. You, you guys are gonna get a dead Tom. You guys are gonna just get angry Tom. You don't want that. Yeah, we don't want to keep your ass at home. Yeah, I, I and I haven't packed. I did the podcast tonight. I'm waking up at 4:30 tomorrow. It's already 10:40. Still not going to pack until Sean's at your front door, anyways. Actually, I got to drive to his house. Oh, well, Sean, so, you're going to be really late because Tom's going to be way behind schedule. No, I am off on Thursday, so when I get home tomorrow, I'm not going to do shit. But when I wake up on Thursday, I'll pack. All right, all right. And we're going to go to lunch at Wolf Isle. Are you in? On Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so we're just going to go there. Maybe take the boat out after. Oh, I gotta let the dog out. Always got. Is that like the your new thing? Oh, yeah. Continuing gag throughout this entire podcast. You always gotta let that fucking dog out. It's not a gag. I'm sitting on the couch. He wants out. I don't know, man. He tells me when he's got to pee. You know. So, uh, Winnicotti. I mean, what are you? What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? <laughs> Uh, looking forward to the boat. Not looking forward to not going on the boat on Saturday. We're going to go on the boat. It's just going to be later. I'm telling Max to cut off the Wi-Fi at one thirty on Saturday. So, You know what kind of just, it's just weird. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I feel like the better moments of Winnicani, the boat is wonderful. I love the boat. It's amazing. Whatever. Just think but, about what you're about to say. I'm going to say it. The bars, the walk to the bar, and the pre-up, you know, the pre-gaming to the bar. Oh, well, yeah. Those, yeah, those are, are my great. favorite moments. Yeah, but I like just being out on the water, you know. You get a little boba ball, playing a little ball with the gray ball. Also, speaking of the boat, I feel like, you know, a, a, good, a good chunk of the percentage of us going to Winnicani 
the boat is kind of short lived because we have the weather. We've gone early. The weather's been bad, and we haven't really gotten to enjoy the oh, boat. It's going to be great this 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 weekend. The weather is going to rival that one weekend when we had. Oh, this is all right. I think the statute of limitations is over on this, but when we had the 15 and 16 year olds come back to the house, it's going to be that warm the entire time. I mean, can't you just say 17 and 18? I don't think they, nobody did anything to my knowledge. <laughs> well, we'll have to bring sword on to <laughs> the check is yeah, back check the legality on that. Wow. <laughs> follow law very closely so <laughs> um you know so that's just my you know when everyone's like we're gonna miss the boat i mean that's that's what i initially think i'm like the boat it's been you know we've, we've had some good times in the boat but most you know more times than not the boat has been you know a little bit of a disappointment because it's, of the yeah. weather it's always a weather thing the weather it's supposed to be really nice this week in mid 80s and sunny way you know we're just gonna yolo and just you know so are you not gonna go to the draft no i'm gonna go to the draft i don't think i'm gonna be there at nine o'clock in the morning so potentially which we covered on the episode earlier that um you know if bill's having the baby saturday oh then i guess i gotta be there but i honestly don't know shit well that's that's another thing that's up to bill if he wants you drafting for him but if he doesn't want you drafting for him I know we're gonna said I'd do it, and he said thank you. Now whether that (laughs) well does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, in all honesty, I thought Tyrod Taylor was starting for the Browns this year, so he is. He is. That's right. That was my pick to click. Yeah, it's a great pick. I like it. Uh, I didn't even know about Baker Mayfield, so I don't know. (laughs) Football knowledge is not very vast. So, uh, yeah, but potentially we're going to have to postpone it. Well, yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah, well, right, we'll just have to wait and see, huh? But, you know, it could, you know, the baby could come after Saturday, so we, we might be okay. Or it could come tomorrow. It could. So, um, yes. all right. Wait and see. Well, I'm looking forward to some wolf owl food. And right. apparently there's a band at Finn on Saturday. We're not boycotting the Finn? I don't know. I never, you know, I don't really. You don't really remember. <laughs> I, I don't. yelled at by Brad. Oh, that's Brad. his name. Oh, right. No, it was Rod. Okay, but Brad's the drunk? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we were trying to figure out what his name was in an earlier podcast, but uh, I have no memory of anything. I remember Colin. Is Colin uh a bartender in the past? I honestly don't only remember Rod. There was a, a bartender Brad. in the past that had long hair. Yeah. And he sang, um, uh, what did he sing that car- Shout, that karaoke song that Kudron eventually sang at Danny's. I don't remember that. I just remember, yeah, Rod, Rod Brad and the bartender chick that Brad was banging. Yeah. Yeah, she was okay. All right, Bri. Well, we're about at 10 minutes, so we got to wrap it up. Hey, I just want to touch. So Scott Pledge knew he was supposed to be on the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. And he just didn't pick up. That's right. Wow. Wow. 
piece of shit, right? Oh, he's not going to have the girls to defend him on this trip, so he's going to have to face the full brunt by himself. That's right. Let it be known on this podcast that Scott knew and confirmed that he was going to be on Twat Talk and did not appear. He's probably at JC Penney's picking up some new uh, sweatpants. Some, some the Lupos. Some, some more Lupos. Lupos. So they probably don't have good Wi Fi in there. Yeah, yeah, understandable. All right, Bri. Well, thanks for joining Brain Surgery. Uh, you know, this is the, the week before the draft. You know, starting next week, we're going to get down and dirty. I mean, we're going to talk about draft recap, we're going to talk about uh, who you like. You know, and then we're going to get into the regular season. We're already starting preseason. So I think, uh, you know, maybe we could start talk- – me and you can talk about preseason results and who you like starting right. next week. I'll start hanging around Hallis Hall a little bit more, see if I can get any insider info. Have you seen anyone around? Because um, they're, they're now there, right? They're done with Bourbonnet. No, I see John Fox's daughter every now and then. She's pretty cute. That's what about is she it. Like? She's probably like 40. John Fox's daughter? No, she's like 18 or 19. Man, he must have had a kid young. Or old. Oh, I believe old. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brad. Okay, well, we're over the 10 minutes, so. Oh, okay. Well, it was great talking to you. I will, um, I'll see you Thursday night. Uh, yes, Thursday night it is. Enjoy that left lane. No, no, no. You'll see me Thursday at like 2 oh, o'clock. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday afternoon, yep. All right. All right, Brad. I'll see you later. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was brain surgery.